Thank you for listening to this uh, podcast. We have a special guest with us. Um, I'm here with Brother uh, Reverend uh, Brother Brandon Mokus, and he's just here. We just actually came back from a church service here in Mission Viejo. So, Brother Mokus, uh, can you tell us about yourself, um, like what you do, your ministry? Well, you pretty much saw it this morning. Just <laughs> let God take over. What a great time in the Lord we had. Thank yep. God for the two ladies that got the Holy Ghost and the healings and the testimonies from from the time before as well folks that uh it's all it's always exciting when someone you know hangs on to their healing keeps it uh and so that's one thing seems like about your church seems like every everybody who gets healed just really tends to keep it keep their miracle but as far as me that's what i do i just travel preach the truth uh pray for folks and uh People ask me, what state do you normally uh, preach in? It seems like it's just kind of all over. Kind of each. Uh, I preach in probably 27 states. And, and there's just several, usually a group of several churches in each in each area that tend to have me. And, and uh, I'm just grateful to do something for God. So, Amen. Uh, so you have a very unique ministry and you're you're very known for praying for people and them getting healed and I want to ask you how did uh God call you to the ministry was it a series of events or was it just like a like a direct moment with God well uh, a couple of main things I I just uh of course Jesus said go ye therefore into all the world and um but but I realized even before I got the Holy Ghost, I grew up knowing the truth, and you know there, I knew that old verse, "To whom much is given, much is required," and it it occurred to me that if what I'd been taught from the Scriptures, which I believe it is, is true, that put a high puts a high responsibility on those of us who know the truth. And so I had a just a an awareness that I wanted to do everything I could to be a good steward of what was given me the truth and so many out there that don't know the full message even 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 Christians of various other uh, groups that just may not know the full uh, plan of salvation and what it entails so I had a burden for that and I remember talking to a friend late one night and neither one of us were real spiritual but I said you know too much is given much is required and we got to do something with this and I really kind of from that moment began to buckle down and just really um give my life to the Lord and then the other scripture that stood out to me you know it says honor the Lord in the days of thy youth and I really commend you Dylan for doing that because you you uh, I, I don't know too many young people that are just quite as on fire and, and uh you know seeking God and praying um uh, to the extent that you are and preaching is just just powerful. Uh, you're almost 14 and uh, praying up a storm, preaching and and uh, but that was something really. I was about 17 when I really buckled down with God really fully and um, it just said honor the Lord in the days of your youth and uh, and uh, so I tried to implement that as well. Awesome, um, Brother Mokus. Um, like I said earlier, you're very known for praying for people and. Um, healings happening um, obviously through the power of God Um, but I wanted to ask you how did you know how did you know God was beginning to use you in 
particularly the gift of healing. In healing, you know, of course, I grew up. I grew up hearing testimonies of miracles. My my grandmother had experienced several miracles, and that to me, that was part of what this is all about. And it seemed like um, I, I've noticed that it's possible. And and I saw this at church sometimes. It just seems like it. it it's easy for people to get into kind of this this routine of kind of going through the motions, kind of praying for someone, but not really pressing in and seeing it happen. Yeah. And I really wanted to not just go through the motions of praying for people. I wanted to see something happen. Right. So I had a real conviction to see see it happen, and uh, and uh, I'd begin to pray for people, and uh, it kind of just the more you the more you operate in it the more it grows and develops when i when i took a missions trip with uh another evangelist when i was in bible school a group of us went down to guyana south america and it was there that i began to see more miracles and when i came home from that trip it seemed like i was kind of in a new dimension a new level of impartation had come to me and i started seeing people with instant removal of their affliction, their pain, what they're suffering with, provable, instant things. And and we saw that in uh, Guyana. Um, and, and then when I came home, I started doing it. And, and uh, of course, the most important thing, of course, is always our soul, always the spiritual. Yeah. Um, but God cares about our physical needs, too. And then also, and I believe he does. I believe he wants to, you know, he, he came to give us life more abundantly. The enemy wants to steal, kill, destroy. But also God can use miracles to and healings to reach a soul. Yeah. They realize how much he cares and they, they, it helps build their faith. And uh, Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed to the devil. So uh, healing, it, it's something that should be a part of the gospel. Paul even said, I, I, I came not with just enticing words of man's wisdom, but, but in the power and demonstration of of the Holy Ghost and and uh, you know it, it's just part of the gospel yeah. and the next question is um, what do you think for us today as a church what we need to do in order to have more faith faith comes by hearing the word we, we need to uh, have more of the word of God uh, more scriptures uh, just as a part of us, quote the word, listen to the audio Bible, read the word, of course, um, to have more faith, hearing the preaching, of course, and also stepping out and operating. Your faith is, they, they say, it's like a muscle. That's true. It, it grows the more you use it. The more you pray someone through the Holy Ghost, the more, the, the, the easier it's going to be the next time. The more you pray and see somebody get their back healed, you're going to believe for someone else's back to be healed because you 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 see it and you operate it in it. It's kind of like Jesus said to him that hath shall be given more. Uh, he that has not shall be taken away even that which he seems to have. So we got to take whatever measure we have and just start start operating in it, and um, and that faith grows the more you do it. If you want faith for preaching you 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 know the more you do it the the more that will grow the more whatever whatever you're operating the more you exercise it the more it will develop and grow and i think of the the lady in the bible who um found the empty vessels 
of oil and the more vessels she had the more she kept pouring out the the more it was a miracle of multiplication the more she kept pouring out the more it would would grow and um for anyone wanting to be used in 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 the things of god or ministry or gifts of the spirit uh, I, i always encourage them to do three things um number one of course is relationship with god that's the foundation of everything uh that that you know the people which know their god shall be strong and do exploits be close to god himself just for the sake of that beautiful fellowship with god and ministry will be produced and flow as a byproduct of that connection you have with god jesus said without me you can do nothing uh and so uh, so prayer relationship with god number 2 um and that is uh, impartation um you know uh whatever ministry you're exposed to um that can drop a seed in your life be it powerful preaching be it uh you know teaching or be it working of miracles uh, uh word of knowledge uh, uh prophetic gifts when you see the real thing operate through somebody it helps to uh it helps to train you and you you can um you can um have an impartation of that in your life for example someone said if you uh sit under an orange tree oranges are going to fall off and you can pick them up and the seed for more orange trees is in that fruit that comes off of that So whatever ministry you get exposed to that's going to enhance your ministry so that impartation so relationship with God impartation and the number 3 and and just as important is as we mentioned earlier exercise it operate in it for whatever gift whatever whatever uh ministry you want to grow in you got to stretch forth and operate it for example God you know wouldn't give us gifts to just put on a shelf somewhere and say look I have this gift I have that gift we have to go do something with it and the more you operate in it you can hone in on that gift God has given you and 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 I want to say this too for example uh, you know if you want to be used in a in a word or word of knowledge or we can come to somebody very humbly and we don't have to say the saith the lord I'm a great prophet receive this word when you are learning you can come up to someone and say I can say brother Dylan you know I was praying and uh, I could be totally wrong but I I was feeling this uh, uh, that 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 you're going through this and uh, I'd like to pray for it does that make any sense at all and and you could say well no <laughs> you know <clears throat> or you could say yes absolutely but but you'll learn you can just approach someone humbly and say you know I could be I could be miles off right now but but uh I was feeling this does that make any sense to you and just approach it humbly we don't have to put on airs like we're some great uh, apostle or something but just be humble about it and I think people tend to respect that and receive that well awesome um we're going to switch a little bit of gifts uh gears here um more on the funnier side of this question what's your funniest church experience you've ever seen oh goodness sakes <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of funny experiences. Uh, I know, I can tell you some some funny things. Usually, usually involves me doing something stupid. Uh, I don't know. I I remember um, I remember being on the phone with a pastor, 
and I was talking to him. I said, how's your church doing? And I thought he said, we've had a lot of guests lately. And so I said, praise God, that's exciting. I'm so happy to hear that. That's really good news. That just, that just does my soul good to hear that. I'm so happy about that. He said, sir. I said, yeah, I'm happy to hear about all the guests you've been having. He said, I said, deaths. Oh, no. We've had a lot of deaths in the church lately. Oh, no. Uh, so things like that. Uh, let's see. Um, I, you know, I, uh, one pastor, uh, they had multiple services, and he said, we, we preach the same sermon for uh, session A and, se- and session B. They're two different crowds. And I wasn't sure how to take this after the end of the first one. He came up to me and said, if you want to preach a different message, you can. <laughs> So either that means he wanted to give me more liberty or he uh, wanted a different message. But actually that day turned out to be a very, very uh, successful day in the Lord. A lot of souls reached and good things done. And uh, But uh, no, I, so it's good to have a sense of humor and be able to kind of make fun of yourself just a little bit. <laughs> Not too much, but... Awesome. Well, um, this next question, um, targeting more people who want to be uh, used in the gifts of spirit. Um, for people who are watching that are wondering... Um, what do you think um, are some key things if that you should have uh, for people who want to be used in the gifts of the Spirit? Yeah, it's, it's about learning to recognize that voice. He, the, the beginning, uh, in John chapter 2, the first miracle ever recorded by Jesus was at that wedding of Cana when he turned the water to wine. And you read that story at one point, Mary turned to, to the assistants and said, Whatever he saith unto you, do it. Or whatever Jesus says to you, do it. And then, of course, the miracle happened. And and then it said, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. I believe there's a connection there when whatever he says to us, we do it. That's the beginning of miracles. If it's call this certain person on the phone, if you hear that impression to call them and pray for them right now or invite them to church right now, Something as simple as that. Something as simple as words of encouragement for someone. Or if it's go pray for that person in the wheelchair and command them to stand up when he says to do it. That's when a miracle's going to happen. Now, if we just go try to just go doing it of our own. You know, even Jesus made the statement. He said, I can do nothing but that which I see the Father do. In other words, what the Spirit leads him to do. And so... Uh, the servant's not greater than his Lord. We we have to be led by the Spirit. And we learn to recognize the voice of God. And when he impresses on us to do something and we, we obey, uh, that's when we see the byproduct is a miracle happening, whatever he says to do. And then, of course, you know, the three things I just mentioned earlier. Prayer, time with God, uh, get impartation from accurate, good uh, ministries. And then just go function in it. You don't have to be a mighty apostle or prophet to go, uh, you know, speak at a nursing home or in the jail and preach. We've seen so many get the Holy Ghost in the jail or go to the camp meeting, pray with those kids that, need, that are seeking the Holy Ghost and your gifts, your ministry will grow or go to someone's uh, dining room, sit down, teach a, a Bible study. Your anointing will grow the more you use it. Um, it's almost like recognizing the voice of God, and then once you recognize it, you will, you obey that voice. Amen. Um, now, our next question, um, who or what do you find inspiration? I know um, 
I like listening to a lot of preachings and getting Absolutely. fired up about it. But I was wondering, um, do you, is there a, a specific uh, preacher that you listen to? Yes, uh, of course, Brother Lee Stone King had an influence on me early in life. Uh, of course, my uh, pastor growing up, Brother Mooney, uh, brother, there was a guy in our church named Jim Sleva that uh, was just a good, um, just a good um, role model for us and would spend time with teenagers, you know, take them on uh, outings and bike rides or, you know, doing adventures and stuff. And then he would talk to us about God when we were curious and just a good example of living living the life you know and then others who operate in the gifts freddie clark and, and many others and uh, there's a guy that loves souls named felix crowder powerful guy i love to hear chester wright teach um love love that deep teaching and and uh matthew ball is a good pastor in indiana he's been a phenomenal uh, good influence as well uh, my own my own dad just um He's, uh, I, I don't know that he would consider himself a preacher per se, but he just, just very faithful to God, nice to people, fruit of the Spirit, good guy. So I thank God for those that really truly live the life of a Christian. And, and, and that set an example for me. Awesome. Um, almost, uh, we're getting to the last questions. Um, what's it like evangelizing, traveling, um, preaching at churches? What's that like? Well, I think every every ministry has things about it that are fulfilling and things that are challenging. Um, evangelizing is, I really do, I love seeing the souls saved and, and preaching at the church, seeing the wonderful people of God, and, and like you guys getting to be here with you this weekend, and, uh, and just love meeting the great people of God all over the place, all over the, the country, and... Uh, and seeing great things happen, seeing the miracles, love coming back to a church and and hearing that, like like I did today, people I didn't even know they got healed <laughs> coming up to me. Uh, the one brother that was requesting prayer for his daughter, he said actually she had gotten healed of arthritis uh, when you were here. Uh, uh, I forget her name, um, but uh, uh, you know just hearing these testimonies and things, it's it's. it's it's wonderful to be a part of it, seeing souls saved, and and then of course you know there's there's challenges with it because you're not in one location all the time. There's things you miss out on that people who are in one spot all the time get to do. Um, but uh, overall, it's you know I know there's challenges to pastoring, um, and, and uh, there's advantages to that, challenges to evangelizing, but then advantages to that. But whatever calling and ministry we have, just to just to do that work and stay faithful in the calling. Amen. Um, as a young preacher, um, there's moments where where God will drop a thought in my mind, and it will really impact me. Is there um, a specific message or revelation that God has given you that like really changed your life? Whether it's like um, a sermon, a message, a preaching that God gave you. Yeah, um, lots of things. You know, we, like I said, we accumulate, you know, uh, things and things we hear from from other preachers. And, and, you know, what's interesting is truth itself. You know, uh, In uh, Romans 8, I believe it's verse 16, says, The Spirit beareth witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God. 
anything that is true will have a certain ring to it. The spirit will bear witness of it. And so when you hear a new uh, nugget of revelation, you hear you hear something that it'll really ring true with you and you'll bear witness of it. And then other times, you know, you might hear someone, uh, you know, and you're thinking, eh, that doesn't, that's not what I feel the Holy Ghost is yeah, telling me. Yeah, so maybe they're coming at it from an angle of condemnation or something like that. But uh, the Spirit will uh, bear witness. Of, of course, some of the basics early on, just in the very beginning of my ministry, I, I, I remember, you know, Matthew seven thirteen. enter in at the straight gate, for broad is the way that leads to destruction, straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. That that instruction from Jesus tells us right off the bat that it's not some kind of a broad, sloppy um, um, system or, 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 or message. It is a straight, narrow, specific plan of salvation. And he said, few there be that find it. So it's not that God wants there to be few. He's, he's not willing that any should perish, uh, but that all should come to repentance. But that truth itself, it's not true because most people do it. It's true because it's true, yeah. whether, however few that number is. So it's not like we're patting ourselves on the back as apostolics and saying we are, we are better than anybody. Oh, no. Too much is given, much is required. We have this truth. We need to be thankful for it. And we need to be faithful to it. And we need to teach others whenever we can about being born again of water and spirit and uh, Acts 2.38, uh, receive the Holy Ghost, repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost, baptize in Jesus' name. So that's the key message. And then, of course, from there, we need to explore the things of the Spirit, go deeper. It's unsearchable riches of Christ. Uh, and just draw nigh to Him. He'll draw nigh unto you. And one of the key verses that's always impacted me is Matthew 5.6. You know, blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be filled those that are hungry and i appreciate dylan your hunger for the things of god you, you're that tremendous hunger god's going to honor that and you're already seeing fruit come of it and you're, you're already preaching and you know seeing great things happen and but he's no respecter of persons anybody that decides i want to draw an eye to god i want to be used by god uh, they can do that Amen. um now the last question um at nayc 19 uh, brother cunningham preached the message on Generation Z, the last message. And if you could give advice to this generation, what would you say? Just stay on that straight and narrow. Uh, don't succumb to the pressures and temptations around you and trying to fit in with the with this generation. You know, uh, Jesus prophesied in Luke 17, as it was in the days of Lot, who lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, so shall it be in the day the Son of Man is revealed. In other words, it's going to be a wicked generation, wicked age around us. So don't give in to, to the things around you, but stay faithful to God and His Word, however few it may seem. But I, but I believe there will be an end-time outpouring, and he'll, he'll pour His Spirit on all flesh. Whosoever will can take of the water of life freely. People from all nationalities, all backgrounds can get the Holy Ghost, no matter even no matter what sin they've been involved in. Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. So no matter how they look on the outside, uh, their their appearance, their image, their their 
attitudes, their rebellion, they've never experienced, most of them have never experienced the presence of God like you have or like we have. We need to be thankful and we need to help them to get to encounter it. And I, I really believe that once someone experiences the presence of God, it's going to bring a shift, immediate shift in their mind and spirit where they can get the Holy Ghost. I believe we're going to see people saved and filled from all backgrounds, all lifestyles, whatever. It doesn't matter. God wants to to uh, send a mighty outpouring in this end time hour. So what my advice then would be is to just stay ready, stay equipped, be ready to teach that Bible study, be, be prepared to lay hands on someone, pray when they are hungry and ready and receptive, and God will use you. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, doing this podcast. Thank you, Dylan. Um, out of your schedule. Um, if you could just close us uh, out in prayer. Um, those of you who are um, listening, just uh, have a time of prayer with us right now. God, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for the awesome things you're doing in our lives. Thank you for everybody listening. God, let your anointing go out and 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 touch them and speak to them. Orchestrate them, God. You can put everyone in place just where you need them to be. And we're asking you to bring direction and, and help us draw close to you and experience your blessings and your spirit and be refreshed. And we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost which you have shed abroad in our hearts. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Once again, thank you, Brother Mocus. It was an awesome, amazing podcast. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you.